Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman. Joining you here on a Thursday morning. We are glad you have made us a part of your day at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts. We appreciate you tuning in, especially the great servicemen and women who are out there taking care of us. want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Cold out there. It was, it was, almost, it was warm, bordering on hot Monday. Well... Tuesday at the baseball game, there everybody probably wants to forget. It was very nice and pleasant. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't have everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sun was out, nice weather, and then a day later, it's just freezing cold. Yeah. So. so, so when it's cold, you should go to Strange Brew. Not that you shouldn't go when it's hot, but you should definitely go when it's cold and warm yourself up with a albino squirrel, sea turtle, caramel macchiato. Blueberry cobbler, salty dog. I guess salty dog. The that. albino rhino. They got it all. The dude. The dude. Yeah. They, you know, they'll they'll do whatever you want. There's also they also have like a hottie toddy. Did you know that? Joel, I'm gonna be real clear about some. I, I guess I, I blame myself that I didn't make the ground rules of this show more known to you when you took this job back in summer of 2018. But if you ever say that again, I'm going to come across this this table, and I'm going to beat the crap out of you right here, and I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to leave it in while the so people hear what I do, and they hear your screams for mercy, Brian, which there will be none. Brian. Yes. You're about to do an ad read and tell people that there's a lovely establishment that, that sells collegiate gear of all kinds. Yeah. Because guess but what? I'm, I'm not we, we, we have Ole Miss listeners. So if there is an Ole Miss person, if they want to come through this door, town, Joel Coleman, I'll give them the same treatment. If they want to come to this town, yeah. I'm just telling them there is a even even Shane even Shane has handcrafted a beverage for everyone. Never again. Strange Root Coffee House, Turn It's Been Ice Cream, great great drinks, reasonable prices. Also at College Corner, which has two locations in the Jackson area, over in Ridgeland there by Fleet Feet, over in uh, Flowood there by the Half Shell, or you can just shop online at collegecornerstore.com and find all the great MSU merchandise you're looking for. When it warms up, they've got the t-shirts you want. When it's cold right now, they've got hoodies and jackets, hats, and of course they got everything else that you need to make your house look like the home of a true maroon Mississippi State Bulldogs. Check them out at College Corner. Just saying. Dang. Shane takes their, did, 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 he takes their money too. I mean, we'll take their money. You know, just saying. Wow, just <laughs> that's like five of your words. <laughs> that's five. Came straight from church and uttered that. Yeah, I know. Imagine seventy-one percent of your your day is done. You've got we're sitting here at eight nineteen. You only got two more words for the remaining three hours and 41 minutes in this day. Use them judiciously. 
It's Rumblings Day here on the podcast. We have a ton of questions for you. That's what happens when we wait till eight to eight nineteen at night to do that. Can't wait to get some of them. We've got some really good ones. A lot of these kind of questions coming our way. And this one's from the first one's from the Bully Three, who wants to know: Did we switch back to the Adidas bats? What happened? What the heck is wrong? With our potent lineup, one guy hitting over 300, what the hell? See, I can use. I have so I still have warts. Uh, now, that number is, I think, over three now. Three guys are now after today's game. Because of the offensive explosion against Alcorn. Exactly. But it's a good question. First off, they did not go back to the Adidas bats. That would be like going back to Russell football uniforms. That is something that will never happen. But that said, this, this lineup is not in the early going – hitting the way we thought it might. Agreed. I will point you back to yesterday's episode of Thunder and Lightning, wherever you get your podcasts. And I do think that if you want to develop some reasons in your mind for why it could be happening, you can do that. Um, early, Early season offenses are often behind. You have the the excuse, if you want to call it an excuse, or the reason, if you want to call it the reason, of pretty good Oregon State pitching, and then follow that up with the 75-mile-an-hour trash that you've seen thrown up to the plate the last couple of days. Um, you have a key piece like Tanner Allen and his early season injury that has him a week or two behind, you know, as far as timing-wise on, on, on everybody else probably. Um, you have some younger bats, Brandon Pimentel, etc., that just haven't gotten into a flow yet. Uh, so, I mean, there there are things there if you want to look at and say as it goes along, it should get better. I think you can be optimistic of that if you if you choose to be. You can also look at it and say if this keeps up, state's in trouble. <laughs> so there's you, you can you can look at it any way you want to. I'm I'm more of a glass half full type guy myself. So mm-hmm. you're free to choose your direction. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go with you because I agree. I agree with you. I think things, I think things will turn around at some point. Real quick before we do this, I got a couple of shout outs I forgot to give in the beginning of the show. I met a young man tonight who a listener of ours uh, at a restaurant when I was picking up dinner. However, he's I mean, he's a, a friend of yours. Oh, said he's known you a long, long time, Bryce Utley. Yeah, yeah, I met him tonight, so wanted yeah. to give him a shout out. His dad was in my class tonight at church. Talked to, talked to. I mean, big fans of the Utleys. There you go. Well, they're big fans of Thunder and Lightning. Well, so we like that. Also, want to give a shout out to my host out there at the uh, the Left Field Lounge this this past weekend. I meant to do this on uh, like the last three days, and I just keep forgetting. But uh, Jess and Demika. so nice. Couldn't have been nicer having me out there. Really appreciate it. She apparently is a huge fan of the show. All right. So like, she like wakes up and is like, turn on thunder and lightning. It's time to go. So that's how she starts her morning. Look at that. We have just males, females, everyone. They love us. Love thunder what, and What lightning. not to love? All right. Let's get back into the questions here. But I, I needed to give those shout outs. Uh, Cody Dryden, with JT questionable at best and the lack of experience in the bullpen, does the baseball season go as Sarantola goes? That's a I, that, fair that's, question. Uh, yeah. Because if you told me right now that Sarantola becomes a stud... You're fine with McLeod and Sarantola. Yeah, you, you have you have two studs on the weekend, and it seems like basically everyone has. For most teams, it's Sunday, but if State continues with this current rotation, for them it'll, it'll be Friday. It seems like everybody has one day during the weekend where it's just kind of you never know what you're going to get. Um, so if you have two legit guys there, 
Yes. I agree. You're fine. If Sarah told me to again. Can I just say, though, it's been a roller coaster from day one so far, and right. I, I've seen nothing yet that, that shows me that he's kind of completely figuring it out. And that's not saying he, in a month we may be in a different spot, but right now he's still a total wild card in my mind. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right, we got some uh, Justin Strawn, 4.28 a.m. That's about an hour later than he has sometimes, though. That's true. That's true. He's looking, He's slacking a little bit. Here we go. Some over-unders on Mississippi State football for 2020. Kylan Hill, 1,600 yards from scrimmage. Over. Over. K.J. Costello, 400 yards passing games, five and a half. <sighs> I'm going to – five and a half is the number. <laughs> that's, that's a good yeah. – my inclination is to say under, but I wonder how much I'm slanted by the – I think history is slanting you here, my friend. I'm going to go over. Okay. Passing yards, 4,200. Well, if I just gave you that's trying to give you twenty four hundred in the other, the other in six games. Assuming a bowl, seven more games, he would only have to get eighteen hundred yards. That's 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 over. Yeah, if you're right, it's over. Yeah, completion percentage seventy percent. Ooh, that's high. That's high. I'm going to go under. Yeah, I mean, I could see it high sixties. Yeah. Uh, receivers with fifty plus catches, four and a half. My inclination is over, but I, I may be wrong. Four and a half. Yeah. I was, I was so five, basically. Mm, let me think. They had. Let me think. Kyle and Kyle and over. They had eight last year at Washington State. Kyle and over. Yeah. Osiris over. Uh-huh. Malik Heath over. Uh huh. So two more. Peyton and Williams. Tulu Griffin. Rufus Harvey. Rufus Harvey, who we completely <laughs> forgot the other day. Surprised AJ Brown didn't come after us. Um, one of those guys, two more of those guys. Yeah, even a guy like Dante Jones or Jaquarius Spivey or something. I could see one, but I don't know if another. So four, two of those guys. All right, so, we'll so say I under. will go under. I mean, the thing is, like, that's not a. That's not. A, they could have three guys with thirty-five catches. And it's not a big deal. Yeah, you know. All right, average time of possession per game: thirty minutes. So half the game. I'll go slightly under. Slightly under sounds fine. Port scored per game, 39 and a half. Wow. Would this offense possibly put up 40 points a game? I'll go under because I, I just – I don't know, man. C- could Can you see State scoring 40 points a game when you account for the fact that you're going to play LSU and Bama and all those de- good defenses? Well, th- those two games say you score a total of 30 points. Yeah. So that means in the other – 11 games, you have to get 40 points a game. 13 times 4, 520. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, calm down. You have, to get, you have to get 490 points in 11 games. You're going to have to average about 48 and some change a game. I'd say under. Yeah. Under. Points allowed per game, 27 and a half. I'll go under on that. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go yeah. under on that. I think they'll be better defensively. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. To, this is a good question. I, 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 I had not read his questions. I, I, I have read, I've read a couple of them that have been sent to us, but most of these are going to be all be surprises. <laughs> They're probably something about most of our coworkers we aren't aware of. 
I recently found out one of the most, one of the quietest, most unassuming teacher assistants at my school is a full-fledged heel wrestler for 901 Wrestling. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, where would finding out one of your co-workers is a wrestler rank in the terms of being a surprise? I want to know if this person has wrestled our good friend Big Swole Justin Cole. Do they feud? That's hilarious. All right, imagine if we found out. Uh, okay, I got, I got this for you. Okay. Oh, I, I know where this is headed. How, how would you find out that on the weekends, Danny Smith <laughs> was like the sinister minister for some <laughs> local Mississippi uh, wrestling promotion? Can you imagine? Well, uh, we're going to get out there and we're going to tear him up. Let me tell you what. <laughs> How great would that? I would go to every match. What if he was this foul mouth? Oh yeah, this? yeah. He's, he's just he just. I'll tell you, all the women in here are just a bunch of skanks. <laughs> ten, ten is the answer. That would be the greatest thing ever. Imagine if I found out that Richard Cross was on the, was on the weekends was was, was like some masked wrestler. Oh, he put him in the crossfire. <laughs> the cross. How great would that be? All right. Uh, uh, I haven't coached anything since I coached middle school girls soccer in 2010. I coached my first ever eSports matches last week. What's a video game y'all could have been an All-American at if eSports had been around when you were in college? NCAA football. That's easy. That's an easy one. I could have been good at that. I I played a lot of StarCraft back in the day on the computer. So I could have probably I could have given that a try. Basically, all I played growing up was sports games. Yeah, Madden. I could have been on that. Uh, back before it was two K, it was NBA Live. Here's my question to you, Justin: mm-hmm. How do you coach an esports team? Triangle, triangle. Well, I mean, Go there's, try. like, there's strategy do? involved, you know. What? There's strategy. I, okay. So, uh, Tommy, pause it. Got something to say. Like, how, how do you? How does that work? I guess. Yeah, you gotta be like, hey guys, let's stop for a second. Time out. Pause. You can't Sorry. pause a multiplayer game. Don't, mom, calm down over there. <laughs> uh, Tommy wants to know: Is this baseball team maybe not as good as we thought? One game, no worries, or is it a is there a real pitching and hitting issue? My main concern is still the fact that JT Ginn's status is completely, really unknown at this point. I mean, there's all kind of rumors floating around of what is or isn't wrong. and But my, my main concern is right now, you've got Christian McLeod and three question marks, assuming you play one midweek game a week. And, and I think, I mean, midweeks could be an adventure at some point if Carlisle Costler is your other starter, if JT's out. I mean, who's starting these midweek games? Casey Hunt? I mean, I'm not trying to hate on Casey Hunt or anybody else that stay runs out there in a midweek game, but whoever it is is an unproven guy that you just kind of have to cross your fingers and hope that they hit, you know, that, that they that they are early, very good contributors. You're also kind of feeling, JT gets the headlines, but you're feeling the, the Brandon Smith effect here a little bit too. When, when, no doubt, yeah. He, he could have easily been a one of the midweek guys, um, or he could have jumped in the rotation in Ginn's place. And then you have Carlisle Costler on the, the midweek. So you're feeling that, too. I guess what I'm saying is my main concern with this team is not the the offense that has kind of lacked at times. Because like I said earlier, I think the offense will still be pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, I do think they've struggled so far as a whole, but I, I think that that's going to end up being 
pretty good. But pitching, starting pitching wise, you could easily draw up a scenario where Sarantola just doesn't ever figure it out this year. Yeah, and Costler or whoever fills in for Ginn, uh, if Ginn doesn't come back. Isn't that great? And and you could fill in a midweek with somebody that just a bunch of like you saw this week. I mean, you could you could draw a scenario up where it gets kind of squirrely. Kessler, Kessler, sorry, Kessler, Vicksburg guy. Yeah, it's driving me insane. Yeah, today I think what I blame I, Chris Lamonis because I think he said Kostler he did, a bunch. he did. And then today we had Kendall Rogers on and he said like Kessler or something. I was like, oh my god. People are driving me insane. It is Kessler, and our Kessler. source on that is Kessler. It is he, he Carlisle said, Kessler. He, he said it's yeah. Kessler. So. Will Eubank wants to know, how far does State have to go in the SEC tournament to be considered comfortably in the NCAA tournament? Or is comfortable no longer a scenario? Well, if they win it, they're comfortably in. Beyond that, I, I, th- I think even getting all – if they got all the way to Sunday, that would feel like they were in. If State wins out in the regular season, are they in? <sighs> They went out. Probably. They went out in the regular season. They dropped the first game and they play in Nashville. Are they in? Probably, but they would be sweating on Sunday. If they went out and won a game, they'd still be sweating. If they got to Saturday, they'd probably be in. They'd probably feel pretty comfortable at that point. You could start maybe even seeing them in a outside of like the last four out or whatever, last four in thing where they're playing in the play in games. They're probably actually in at that point. You know, the darndest thing about this season is I know a lot of times when we talk about it, we talk about the loss to New Mexico State, and we talk about the loss to La Tech. And the fact of the matter is, if that shot at LSU doesn't fall, or if Robert Woodard's shot falls against Oklahoma, it, if both of those had went State's way, yeah. they're sitting. Oh, they're in. They're, they're in. They're yeah. like a six seed. I mean, they'd be 20-8. and eight they, They're like a six with, seed. And, they'd be 20-8, and eight and they'd be 4-4 four and four in quad one games Yeah, if that happened. Yeah, you had four quadrant one wins at 20-8. and eight. You're like you're 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 up. So basically, you're basically where you were last year at that point. Two shots have have told the tale of this season. A little yeah, bit, well, that's right? what happens when you. Well, it's not even that though. Those two shots, you would have had some wiggle room if you hadn't lost a lot tech in yeah, New Mexico that's State. That's true too. So, uh, A. Swenson, what's the worst job interview question that was meant to be a serious one you ever heard? I was asked why are manhole covers a circle. You didn't put the answer in here. I don't know why manhole. I mean, it makes sense, I guess, but. Why? Why? Why are they? Uh, what's the worst question you've ever gotten in a job interview? I can't think of any uh, that no, just no. stand out as ridiculous. Yeah. Richard asked me if I believed Hugh Freeze, and I was like, "Of course not. What kind of idiot would do that?" And he looked really mad. And no, then I'm hired just, you anyway. He hired me anyway. I'm just making it. Right <laughs> so, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I haven't I, had. I, would, any. I wouldn't mind getting some uh, some feedback on that. If you want to tweet at us your worst job interview question, we'll be happy to to look at those. I I don't guess I've had any off the wall questions. Yeah. Steven Sprawberry wants to know if you were an NBA draft rep, who would you would you take any MSU player in the top few rounds based on this year's play? I mean, I would take well, first off top few rounds. There's two rounds. There's only two. So, I would take Perry and Woodard. Yeah. They both project well. They both have a lot of ceiling they haven't gotten to yet. And if you told me Robert Woodard has a, a better pro career than Reggie Perry, I, believe I, you. I buy in. I, I believe I, you. His game, I mean, he he can. I mean, I know he's kind of been a little bit inconsistent this year, but I mean, he he, he can score. He's one of those can score at all levels type, yeah, type player. Exactly. And, and he can defend. Yeah. Uh, Jim Cole, are we recruiting, tr- truly recruiting top-notch pitchers? Absolutely. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, there's plenty of arm talent. They're just freshmen. They're just young. 
It's their first time out there for a lot of them. This, this is what happens. I mean, Mississippi State baseball history is littered with guys that didn't contribute much like freshman year, and by the time they yeah. were junior, so stud. See, see small Ethan. Look Hudson, at his ERA. Hudson, Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Stratton, Chris. Yeah. I mean, Mississippi pay. State baseball. This is how it goes. Not just Mississippi State baseball. Everybody. If you are a freshman, it is difficult to succeed, particularly as a pitcher, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, early. I mean, uh, Ole Miss has the – didn't they have a first-round guy, too? Um, was Hoagland? Hoagland. Hoagland was yeah. a first-round guy. And he kind of struggled he last struggled year. He struggled a lot, yeah. Um, JT Ginn is the exception yeah. to come in as a freshman and, and be – Which lets you know how high his talent level is, how yeah. high his ceiling is. Uh, Alexandra Watson. After seeing the story of the Zamboni driver, did you see this? Did Don't see, think so. You didn't see this? What happened last weekend with the hockey game? Mm-mm. All right, I get to tell you the whole story. Before, there, and I maybe, to, maybe another video that you have to show. Well, me. Well, no, no, I don't have to show you a video. There's another, but I have to explain this before we have the question. So, in the NHL, you carry your travel roster. You carry two goalies, right? Yeah. If they both get hurt, the rule is the home team has on standby an emergency goalie. But he's not a goalie. He's just a guy. And in this case, Carolina was in Toronto. Both goalies go down. The emergency goalie is the Zamboni driver for the Toronto minor league hockey team. He's the the goalie. So they stitch him up a jersey and put him in net. They won the game. They were up 4-1 to one when he came in. He held on for a 6-3 win. They basically pulled this guy off the street and said, get in there, son. Got in between the pipes and won the game. I had no idea that was even a rule. Yes, and it was, I didn't I know it was a rule either. I learned that this past week. Why is that a rule? Why, how come it's not like baseball, like if you, you just have this third? You know, most baseball rosters in the MLB carry two catchers. Right. And there's usually a utility guy somewhere right. that's like, you're the emergency catcher if we need you. Right. Same Why with, is that not the case in hockey where I don't know. you have like an emergency goalie? I don't know. Or even if you don't have an emergency goalie, you, you, you just got to stick somebody out there. That happens in soccer. That happened recently uh, for your team, Manchester City, where the the first goalie got hurt, then the second goalie got red carded. So he's out. And when you when a goalie gets red carded, what you do is you bring a goalie in and you have to take another player off. But you only have two goalies dressed. So they had a defensive player put on a goalie uniform, and get out there and play goalie, play keeper. That's how soccer works. So I don't know why that's the rule, but that's the rule. So the question is, after seeing that, do you think the XFL should implement that same rule of having a random person on standby, and if so, what position should it be? Can you imagine the emergency kicker? (laughs) Imagine some guy off the street. Gets hey, we need this forty-eight yard field goal to win. Good luck, buddy. Well, uh, it can't be any worse than like college kicking no, you're now. Right. Anyway, what about it? I was I made the joke on the show. I was like, imagine if this was like for football. Ole Miss Corral goes down, Plumley goes down, and they're just looking at Rippy. Get in there, buddy. <laughs> Lead us to victory. I can honestly say that would be suboptimal <laughs> if Brian Scott Rippy had to play QB for the Rebels. <laughs> I would pay so much money to see that. Imagine, <laughs> who? On the Mississippi State beat, with, that's not named Matt Wyatt, mm-hmm. would be yeah, Wyatt's the first choice. Yeah. <laughs> would be an acceptable choice to put at QB for Mississippi State. We don't have a lot of height. Paul Jones is like the tallest. Paul's the guy. tallest. Robbie, guy. maybe yeah, Steve, but I mean, could he get that helmet on? 
Plus, the first time he scrambles, he's going down. They're pulling the hair. Uh, I don't think there's a former high school quarterback on on the beat. Like, I think there's a lot of football players, to be honest. Like, Logan and I, but we were both linemen. I don't know about the rest. Yeah, if we couldn't put Wyatt in there. Having Wyatt's the ace in the hole, sort of. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I mean. Probably you, to be honest with you. Hmm. You're the most athletic. You're the most in shape. Hmm. So. I'm here to tell you the dogs are in bad shape. Just hand it off. Just hand the ball to Kylan Hill. <laughs> I can, Mike, I can do that. Mike Leach is going to be like, well, damn it, we're going to have to run. <laughs> we don't have any choice now. We got Coleman in there. <laughs> right. I'd be like, those of you that have heard it will get the reference. I know Brian will get it, but the, the Adam Sandler album, you know, when he's in right field. Yeah. And, and they, hit the ball, they, hit the ball, they hit the ball through him. He's like, oh, my God. Oh my God. That'd be me at QB. Yeah. Like, it'd be like, down, oh, set. Oh, my God. On Necessary, on, on, uh, necessary Roughness, where it's like, blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. <laughs> that, that would be Clifton Taylor wants to know. That was a good question, Alex. Uh, what are the? Uh, I'm glad I got to tell you that story, too. I can't believe you didn't hear it. It was the big story of the weekend. All over Twitter. Probably because when I see hockey, I don't read the story. Oh, I was right. When I saw that rule, I was like, he said, what? Has that, surely that's had to happen before. It has happened before. Happened recently, like a couple years ago. But I was not aware of that. No, I, I had no idea. So, Clifton Taylor, odds that Kylan Hill gets 1,000 rushing and receiving in 2020. Mm. That, seems, that seems hard. Yeah. Because the thing is, you're talking about if he gets 80 catches, he'd have to average like, what, 12 yards a catch? For a running back, that seems high. If he does that, a thousand plus of both, is he in the Heisman conversation yes. at that point? Yeah, I mean, if he had, assuming he had the touchdowns to match, if he had twenty touchdowns, yeah, and State would probably need to be like State, eight and four or something uh, at least. I'll tell you right now, if he does that, State's going at least ten wins. If they got a thousand yard rushing and receiving, a two thousand yard all purpose back like that, yeah, they're going to be good. Uh, Chris Naren wants to know. For which is America least prepared? The coronavirus, or as the president said, the coronavirus, or the death of Chuck Norris? <laughs> it's going to be a hard day when Chuck decides he's finally uh, ready to go on. No, he's going to have to decide. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt about it. I'm more concerned about the death of Ric Flair when that comes. Nate's just turned 71 yesterday. But. You know... I'm I'm with you, and it's going to hurt whenever the day comes. But he is at least now, he's about at the age where when it happens, you People can say... People start dying, yeah. You can say, you know what? He, didn't, he had a heck of a life. He didn't die from wrestling. He just died. He died from... If honestly, he's, he's lucky to be alive, probably, as much as he's, he's done to himself. Uh, the answer to this question is the coronavirus, because I saw today I need to shave my beard to avoid the coronavirus, so I guess I'll die. The beard makes you... More likely, evidently, to. it's because it's it's tougher. Like an over a, a, a air filter, the beard can attract. You know, it's, it makes it difficult. So, well, I would think it would kind of be like you know you have you have hairs in your nose. Yeah, and there's to, germs to catch stuff. Yeah. So maybe the beard would catch the virus before it gets to your mouth and yeah. nose and stuff. All right, uh, Brian McDuff says, would you trade the Bama basketball win for the win in the baseball against Texas Southern? I say that's a no. Oh, do we get the luxury of knowing how basketball turns out? Because if they're not going to make, I didn't it, know how baseball turns out too. I mean, if they still go to Omaha with that loss, what true. do I care? But and it, and also, if state basketball doesn't make it to the tournament anyway, yeah. Um, but if you're telling me, oh well, they would have made it, but they lost to Bama, then no. Lot, lot of, lot of. 
too much too much not known right now though yeah like you don't get to know the future you just have to pick right now yeah i would say no yeah keep the win over bama uh if you can never trust a man with two last names can we trust you joel billy joel wants to know the only man in the history of joel's to have joel as the last i don't know I billy guess joel has, has two first names is what his problem is. He doesn't have two last names. Joel is not a last name. Joel is a first name. So he has a Billy Joel is a two first name. Uh, speaking of Billy Joel, what is your favorite song to hear at Pat O'Brien's? You ever go to Pat O'Brien's in New Orleans? Uh, yes, actually. What do you like to hear when you go to the piano boss? <laughs> the piano man? Sure. I, the, the reason I went to Pat O'Brien's mm-hmm. was, uh, I think it was Pat O'Brien's. I had a gift card to it when I bought the... Uh, the WrestleMania travel pack. Oh, it came okay. with a, a little gift card. And actually, I went to because there's like a restaurant. Yeah, yeah, I went to the restaurant. Okay, there, there's two different. There's oh, there's a bunch of different stuff yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, for me, I don't. I mean, I love the hearing the piano man. I love hearing uh, Hail State. You have to pay to hear, but you know it's worth it. Um, How much you have to pay? It just depends. You just got to tip the piano people. Okay, the piano players. You know. I would rather go up there and be like, here, here's here's this for Hail State, and then here's this to not make to make sure Ford Rebels never hear. You don't hear the light of day here. If I'll be like Tyrion Lannister, whatever they pay you, I'll double it. So, uh, let's see here. Here got screwed up there. Patton Paris says, "I haven't followed wrestling in years. However, the Bray Wyatt character is intriguing. Give me a brief history of the character and the current persona of the Fiend." Well, he started out as Husky Harris. That's true. Basically, he started out as like a creepy Florida preacher, and uh, which you know can work, and it did work. He got over, uh, and then well, this, 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 that's post Husky Harris. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, and then long story. I say long story short, they basically have made it where he's had sort of like a psychotic snap, and he's almost he's, bipolar. Yeah, Bray bit, Wyatt right? is this happy guy, and you know, I, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good. I'm having. I'm fu- you know having fun. And then the fiend is all of his anger and fear, and all his evil emotions coming out of him. Yeah, here, here we are. I'm fixing to discuss psychology for a minute. Is it bipolar or schizophrenic? I get kind of mixed up there. Schizophrenic is like you have multiple personalities, so I guess that's what. It, but bipolar means you can like you have like you're like the same person, but you change. So I, I don't know. I don't know. My wife anyway. would be a better uh, person for this. Our friend Alex Watson would be a better person for this as well. In fact, Alex, you know you're listening to the podcast. Tweet Joel and I that answer. <laughs> What's the difference between bipolar and schizophrenia? She'll she'll be happy to tell us. Uh, Rob Montgomery, this is another, we have got some good questions this week. I recently had CPR training, and the whole time I couldn't stop thinking about the famous Office episode and how relatable it was to what I was experiencing. Have either of you ever done that, and something or something else that made you think of a scene from a show or a movie? It's a good question. <laughs> There's this time that Joel put my, my headphones in Jello. <laughs> no. Um, anytime I go to... Are you okay over there? I'm thinking. Oh. I'm thinking. Uh, anytime... I, I don't eat at Sabaro, but when I see Sabaro, I think of... That's my favorite New York pizza place. Every time. Uh, and, I, and I say it out loud a lot, too. Um, <laughs> oh, uh, we had a cookout... Back enough during football season, and somebody asked what we were having, and I pulled the Ron Swanson thing out where I was like, "And there will be no bleeping vegetables." <laughs> I just you know, so whenever I'm eating like bacon, I think of Ron Swanson. It's just I can't. 
I don't know if these are the these are the right answers or not. I'm just telling you, for, you know, for me, <laughs> nothing's jumping out for yeah. me here. Yeah. I, I'm sure that there's probably been something at some point in time where. Yeah. But Ellisville Dog wants to know if you could go back in time and live in any time period of history, where would it be and why? I'm definitely not going back. Why would I go back? I don't want to let. I, I've thought about it the other day. Imagine like you could go back in time to be a kid, right? Be a kid yeah. again. But you know what you know now. How miserable would you be? You got like three channels. You don't have the the, the, the wealth of information at your fingertips anymore. You know? How, I mean, think how boring it would be. There's that, but there's also that part of me that thinks, like kids today don't know anything about Oh, I know. Not getting. I mean, like no, going like go, go, going to the video store, for instance. You you go to Blockbuster. You go to. I mean, we didn't have a Blockbuster in Ackerman. We had like discount video or right, whatever. Right, but I didn't even have the video store when I was growing up. It was it was that's a few years away from that. Well, that's true. You're old as dirt, but uh, you, you go in and, and you have the video game or the VHS tape behind the box, and and you were excited because nobody else had rented it, and you yeah. get it. I mean. Kids today is just like I want to rent it. All right, it's on right the there. phone. Boom! Yeah, it's right there. I, there's no. It's instant gratification so, all the time. I guess there's no. So I, I guess what I'm saying, is like kids today are so spoiled. Yeah. Man. And I, so I if know. I so I could go back in time and live in any period of history. I want to go like way back, where it's like stuff's being invented and stuff. I don't know. You would not I don't make it long. Oh, well, I don't. I know that because first off. You've got to have AC keeping your house at 50 degrees. So let's all live where it's cold. It's true. I'll live in Scandinavia. (laughs) I'll be a Viking. I don't know how that would work. I want to live right next door to Jesus of Nazareth, actually. I got some questions. Just want to be sure about a few things, and then we're good. Well, he may have already answered them. There's a book. uh, I'd like to get it straight from the guy, if I could. nothing, Nothing against Matthew... Mark, Luke, and John. Nothing against them. But if I could talk to the man himself, I would like to. You can't, you can't begrudge me that. I'm a Protestant. I can talk to him right now. You know. <sighs> does, he, does he talk back? He give you, I mean, legitimately talk back. You, you, you hear him. Yeah, he sits upon the throne of my heart, and <laughs> I feel the pull every now and then. To- <laughs> okay, enough. Enough. We're not going down this, this thing. All right. Uh, Steve Mormon <laughs> wants to know. Way too early predictions. Who goes to SEC Media Days? Who are states' representatives? Ah, uh, KJ Costello. Okay, you think? I, think? I think you got to, don't you? Okay, well that that. that well, well, the thing is, though, do you want to keep up the charade of the competition? Well, not only that, think about. It. He will have been on campus for like a month. Yeah, I don't think he goes. Kylan Hill goes. Kylan for sure. Errol Thompson goes again, and then pick one more guy. Could Kobe mm-hmm. Jones go? Could, but I, I just don't. Um, Marky Spencer, he's definitely not he's going. He's not going. Um, Would Marcus Murphy go? Mm-hmm. Be a great representative for the program. Great story. Osiris Mitchell, maybe? He's not much for talking to the media, though. The guy that everybody would want to talk to, if you wanted to do, if you wanted to really make this media day and bring the guys that the media would want to talk to, then you would bring KJ. But You're right. I don't know if that'll happen or not, and I'm interested to see because here's a here's a spot where Bill Martin not being here will affect things mm-hmm. because I mean he would be involved in this decision making process a little bit if he was still here, and mm-hmm. 
Well, I mean, yeah, I, so you, whoever in takes, July they'll have replaced it. Well, I know, but what I'm saying is, whoever fills those shoes may feel differently than like Bill and may, may be like. Well, and, and, and I don't know. To, to I mean, I'm, I'm putting and the coaches. I don't know happen. what Bill would have thought. I don't know if he would have thought bring KJ or not. But yeah. I'm just saying. If Bill Moorhead was here, would Schrader go? I think he would. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because if Morehead was here, KJ Costello wouldn't be anywhere around, be here, and, yeah. and everybody would know that that Schrader's your starter. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, I don't know who the third guy would be for sure. Who's the third man? Let's see here. Uh, where are we here? Hmm. Trying to decide what to ask over there. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a bunch of questions that are sort of the same here. Uh, Andy Atkinson wants to know: Double A, the enforcer. If you could elevate one wrestler in WWE from the lower card slash catering to the upper card, not main event. To be a featured a little bit more, who would you choose? You watch a little more WWE. You know who entertains me? Who? Heath Slater. He's been and he is a good company man. Been there a long time. Anybody that's been there as long as he has to never have gotten a to, real to push. have never gotten any kind of yeah, yeah. he must be doing what something. would an intercontinental title run cost him? I mean, go, let him have it. And, and he he and uh, <laughs> he entertains the heck out of me with the you know I got kids I need this job shtick and yeah. and all that yeah and. I think he put in there, like, you're not saying elevate them to the main event. No, Just give no. them a bigger role. Right, yeah. And, and Heath Slater's entertaining. Who's the Intercontinental man. Champion right now? Um, Braun Strowman. Okay, so maybe not him, but when he loses the belt to a regular-sized guy, you could go from there. Hayden Pluckett has a question sort of for me. Give me your prediction on where do you see the Lakers finishing in terms in seeding in the Western Conference, and how far do you think they'll go in the playoffs? They'll be the one seed, I think, for sure. Uh, and then... If they get to the finals, they'll win. But can they get to the finals? Can they get past the Clippers? I don't know the answer to that. <coughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, let's see here. The Allegheny Boys Tennis Program wants to know, what is our estimate on crowd size for the home opener, especially if it's a 6 or 7 o'clock game? And, of course, there's a lot of rumors flying around that it that's going to be a, a Thursday Thursday. night game. Nothing's been uh, done on that. I bet we'll know the answer to that within the next month or so, right? Yeah, I looked. They moved last year's Texas A&M-Texas State game in March. Yeah. So in the next couple weeks, probably. Uh, I, I think they'll be fifty-five to 60,000. If, if, are you going with... Either way. If it's just a six... If it's a night time If it's a night game, yeah. If it's, if it's an early game, 55, 50, 50 to 53,000 for an early game. Early Saturday game. Just too hot. Yeah, that's probably about right. How exciting will we will we be though if you and I are not working on the first college football Saturday? Oh, that's, I'm I'm all kinds of rooting for it to be a Thursday night game. Oh, watch the first week of college football at home all day in the air conditioning. Might have another cookout if we do that. Sign me up. Randy Holloway says earlier in the week I said that the men's NCAA hopes were non-existent. With well, a Bama W in hand, has my opinion changed? Well, I keep seeing everything that says they're still in the mix. I don't. I just think they're going to lose a game that they shouldn't lose, and that's going to cost them. It's got nothing to do with what the analytics say and this, that, and the other. I just, I, my personal belief is they're going to lose one of these next three games, and that's going to be that. Yeah, if they play that out a second, they go two and one over the next three. They have to get to Saturday in Nashville, probably. And is that enough? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the next loss is going to be the one that, if if the next loss comes before Saturday and in, in Nashville, I feel like we're playing a a, a game on Sat on Sunday. Like we, I don't know, 
If you get to Saturday, if you don't lose in the regular season, you get to Saturday, you are going to be in. Because at, at that point, you have what? 25 wins? 24? I don't know, somewhere in there. Yeah, so something like that. Chris Allen wants to know our favorite stand up comedians. I bet ours are going to be different. Stand up comedians? Yeah. Ah. Uh. I don't watch a lot of stand up. Maybe I'm a boring guy, but I just I like uh I like uh, Bill Burr. Um obviously like the classic guys like Dave Chappelle and Yeah, I mean I are I'm, great. You know, before he went, you know, crazy and started uh sexually harassing everybody, Louis C. K. was really funny. Can't can't really watch him. I like Tom Segura. He and I had a uh, sort of a comedy bit in common one time. I don't like to talk about that though. Um trying to think of some more that's those are the ones. The only ones come to come. Up. Oh, I like uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Joel would not like him because he is very, very offensive. Very offensive. You know, I, I can't even have a, a a conversation really about. It. I don't know no, enough no. to okay, even. That's fine. Uh, Haven Cox. Today is if today was your last day ever in Starville. What three restaurants would you choose to eat your last meals here? Two brothers. We need to go to the new one. By we the haven't way. been to the new one. So where do you go for breakfast then? Let's start. There. Okay, we're gonna do it like that. Yeah. Hmm. City Bagel's closed. That would have been City my first Bagel choice, I closed. think. Uh, have you been what, to the Breakfast you, Club yet? I have not. I need to go out there. They always... Here I am admitting this after living in Starfall all these years. I've, I have never ate uh, breakfast at Starfall Cafe, which is wow. supposedly amazing. It's good. So I, I guess I'll just... I'll say that, but... That's not really from personal experience. Yeah. All right. I would probably, you know, I'd get to the biscuit lady, I think. Why not? Um, then for lunch, where are you going? Mm, how about. Stagger in. For lunch? Yeah. Okay. I would go to uh, to Tyler and get a blue plate one last time. Fried chicken, cheese, grits, mac and cheese. Then where are you going for dinner? Two brothers? We, I think we just said it. I think two brothers. Yeah. yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. What are you getting? Uh, two brothers? Yeah. Uh, we're definitely getting the wings again. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're definitely sure. getting the pork rind nachos again. Absolutely. Um, I think I'd just stick with, uh, with, with what worked. All right. With the... Uh, that pulled pork grilled pulled cheese. Pork grilled cheese. That's a good sandwich. Yeah, I think I'd just stick with it. All right, cool. Nathan McQuarrie wants to know, given that barring the unthinkable, State's women's basketball team will finish second in the SEC and likely host again, can you think of another team that exceeded expectations like this to the level of fan disappointment? It feels like fans feel like we're having the rebuilding year Notre Dame is. We have a similar question to this a little bit down the road, but doesn't the 2016 team sort of do that? I mean, they won the SEC championship, but people were disappointed they didn't. They they lost in the super regional. I guess maybe that's a little different, but because that team actually you know won something. Yeah. But it's a great great point though in that there are people who are like, "Wow, what's wrong with this team?" And they're 23 and five, and in, in what is definitely a transition year. So, Graham Yateman wants to know. Four years from now, what do you think the average Mike Leach recruiting ranking will be? 1 to 25, 26 to 30, 31 to 35, or 36 plus? 26 to 30. Yeah, that's where State's been the last decade. I don't think it's going to change. 
They, the yeah, only thing that's going to change it is they might be able to get some elite quarterbacks and receivers. If they have the same recruiting classes at the other positions they've had in the past, but they start landing consistent four-star quarterbacks and four-star receivers, then they are going to jump up into the top 25. That's a good way to look. I hadn't thought about it like that but until this moment. But that's If you start changing those, those three-star receivers State's been getting to four-star receivers, you're going to bump up a little bit. All right. Then you start running into those scenarios where if you have that year where Bama's down a little and LSU's down a little, you can start drawing up some of those pie-in-the-sky scenarios you can. Of, of, you know what? Step one of that is Nick Saban retiring. Yeah. that's And, and step two is Dabo Sweeney deciding not to take that job. If those two things happen, everything's going to balance out at some point. If you had to guess, here I am throwing my own rumbling question in here. By all means. Nick Saban gets hit by a bus tonight. That'd be terrible. It'd be terrible. Yeah. Who right. they hire. It wouldn't I mean, be they, da- it wouldn't be Dabo. I think Dabo is smart enough to know I've got a I've got it built here. Maybe I shouldn't kill Saban here. He Nick, just decides Sa- to Nick Saban just quits tonight. He just quits tonight. Buddy, talk about the throwing the coaching carousel into a tizzy. <laughs> um Urban Meyer comes out of retirement. That would be the first call I would make. After I would call Dabo, he would turn me down, and then I would I would call uh, Urban Meyer. And I'd go from there. Um, the thing is this, like, everybody you pick is a downgrade, other than basic, other than Urban, really. I mean, who, who, you know, whoever, whoever else you pick is a downgrade. James Franklin, do you go get him? That's a, that would be a good choice. You know, Kirby Smart is already at Georgia. That's his alma mater. So it seems unlikely he'd go back to Alabama. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, like, who are the other, you know, Mario Cristobal, who coached at Alabama. That would be somebody I would call. Um, I would see if I get Chris Peterson out of retirement. Maybe. I don't know. Anybody you could pull from the NFL? Probably. Probably. But I don't know who off yeah. the top of my head, you know. But the thing is, this Alabama can call everybody and they'll pick up the phone. I'd call Mullen. Can yeah. you imagine Mullen at Alabama? <laughs> can you imagine him co- Oh. I almost would want to see it. Uh, we got to strain hearts so the bear be proud. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, roll tide. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Will Stanford wants a birthday shout-out. He turned 36 today. Happy so, birthday to you. To you. Happy birthday, Will. Uh, so he's a year and four months older than me. Yeah. Trey O'Brien wants to know why we think Andrew Espinosa Hunter plays so little. I had her pegged to be a top six, seven-minute contributor. And she is that outside shot. We really need it. But that's the problem. Is she is a three-point specialist who has not been hitting her three-pointers. So what does she bring? Not a great defender. Not a great ball handler. You know, can't really get to the rim to, to score. If she's not going to hit threes, what good is she? It's kind of like that closer that can't get anybody out. Exactly. You so. kind of have no use for a closer that can't get anyone out. All right. This is a good stat here. Peyton Stewart's giving us a good stat. 704 total passes. That averages out to just under a pass a minute for every regular season game. Can you think of a crazier stat to prepare us for the leech there? So imagine if State had the ball the whole game, they would throw a pass a minute. That's a pretty good one. We keep coming up with these crazy stats. I need to put them all into like one thing. Is there any way we get to the end of this year and we're just shocked because he doesn't throw it quite as much as we thought? No, no, there's no no chance of that, but there is a chance that we're like, oh my God, they dropped 78 passes. A game. (laughs) Osiris Mitchell. 21 catches, 16, or, you know, 600 or two yards. 
I maintain 48 touchdowns. that people are going to lose drops. their minds if if this isn't working. He just keeps throwing, and there's, every, there's he keeps throwing, and, and then he keeps tweeting nonsense during the week. We're going to be like, <laughs> "What is this?" We'll see what happens. Uh, Kurt wants to know wet or dry rub on your on your ribs. Do you like ribs with a lot of sauce on them, or do you want the dry ribs? I don't like getting nasty when I eat. Mm-hmm. I don't like getting mess all over me, so I'm going dry rub. Uh, I like dry rub as well, but I'll eat saucy ribs too. But I, I prefer the dry rub. Back to building an ark with flooding. We talked about that the other day. What's an animal you would purposely leave off your ark? So all the animals in the world are getting on. What is Joel mm. Coleman leaving off? I know what mine is. <laughs> I mean, this is an an easy answer, but I have zero. I, I, I guess in the whole circle of life, they have their place and stuff, but I, I can't stand a snake. Oh, we need okay. snakes! Come on now, we need snakes. They they eat stuff that we need that 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 we need. Well, I just said eaten. in the circle of life. I know they're kind of. I've got the thing here. that needs to be out. What's out? The rat. Rats provide nothing. They are pests. They bring disease. Snakes are good. You don't know why? They eat rats. It's true. If you told me I had a snake in my backyard, I have a choice between having a snake in my backyard and a rat in my house. I'm going to choose a snake in my backyard. Oh yeah, time. yeah. I'll go with that. Yeah. So I guess you're right. I can't stand rats. Right. I'm I'm only scared of like two things on this earth that I mean like obviously I'm scared of death but everybody is heights and rats. When I was in college, man, I was I'm not even gonna say I'm not gonna say the name of the apartment complex because as far as I know it's still probably still, still up and running. It, well, yeah. it is still up and running. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I know the buildings there. I don't know if it's you still the same. Well, the thing is, you look at it and you're like, man, those are nice. But then you go inside. Well, no, inside everything about it was nice. But man, there was like a rat infestation. Yeah, I mean, and I, when I say rats, I uh, mean enough. these suckers were bigger than enough squirrels. These enough. things were huge. Oh god, man! Oh. Like right, I would fun, not have come to visit. Funny Joel's story. House. Oh, funny is it story. really funny? Yeah, it's funny now. Okay. Um, uh, my uh, my mom makes like this homemade bread stuff, and I had a loaf of it, and. I mean, it had like saran wrap over it and stuff. It was sitting there on the the counter and came in one morning and like it had been gnawed through. <laughs> this is how we discovered the infestation, and uh, you know, everybody was just like, "How did? What happened to the bread?" And it wasn't long before we discovered what happened to the bread. There was gigantic rats in the place. Gross. Yeah. So anyway. Uh, Ryan Nelson. I mean, that's just scary too. Like, yeah. Like you lay in bed at night. Thinking they're around, they're they humongous could, they, rats. They could, around they could me. traipse over you in the night. No, oh, I didn't sleep well those nights. That's why I have cats. All right, uh, Ryan Nelson. What was the first wrestling show you attended? Do you remember anyone on the card? Uh, yes, actually, I, I didn't go to one um, live. Well, I went to some like high school gym stuff when I was little that. Nightmare Danny Davis actually came to Ackerman okay. once when I was little. I mean, not that anybody, not he's a big star or anything. The first actual big promotion thing I went to was I went to a WCW show in like 2000. Okay. And uh, Jeff Jarrett was there. Sting was there. Nash was there. Um, that was a- that was after Mike Awesome had come over. He was on the card. Um, Rey Mysterio was on the card. Okay. That's a good card. Yeah. Uh, the main, for- ev- main event was Nash versus Awesome in a powerbomb match. Ooh. Uh, I w- I'm a little older than you, obviously. The first card I remember going to with my dad at the Vicksburg Municipal Auditorium <coughs> was a, a Mid-South Wrestling card, and the, I remember the main event was Terry Taylor 
versus Jake the Snake Roberts. That's what I remember. Rock and Roll Express were on the card. Uh, the Barbarian was on the card. Not the Barbarian from the Powers of Pain, the other Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, who I think ended up becoming the Warlord. Um, Tim Horner was on that card. Brad Armstrong. And uh, that's, yeah, that's all I remember. Uh, rank these WWE Hall of Fame snubs. Eric Bischoff, Christian, Demolition, and the Steiner Brothers. Bischoff is number one. Because they're putting in the NWO, but not putting in Bischoff. Yeah. I think Bischoff will be in there one day, though. I don't know. There's a lot of bad blood. And that's what this is all about. It's, it's, not a, it's, not, it's not a real Hall of Fame. A lot of bad blood, but there was so little bad blood that they actually hired him. I and mean, then I they, they, they fired, fired him. him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. On this podcast, though, it doesn't seem like there's like a ton of animosity. All right. So. And then I would go Steiners, Demolition, Christian. I'll agree with that. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Should Woodard and Perry return for their junior year? Uh, depends on what they hear. Uh, if if they think they're first round picks, no. Right. Yeah. Um, more likely to return Woodard. Yes, I agree with that. Um, my guess is Perry won't be back, but that is strictly a guess. Right. All right. Um, Jimmy Rayburn wants to know. Would it be accurate to say our fan base sees a trip to Omaha as the standard used to measure our baseball team? Is that fair? Why or why not? I think that it's fair. I think that is the standard, and I think it's fair, and I'll tell you why. If you're a Kentucky basketball fan, if I said, like, is your standard the Elite Eight? They probably they would probably say the Final Four. But the Elite Eight is not an unreasonable standard for an elite basketball program. I think what the difference is, that being is how the College World Series is in Omaha every year, it feels different than going to the Elite Eight every year, which is in a different city. So I think it's a fair standard to hold an elite baseball team to. So. And, if, and, and that's not to say you go every year, but you should go two out, two out of five, maybe three out of five. Maybe every other year you should be in Omaha, you know, if you're an elite program. One out of three sounds better. Okay, well, fine. Well, that's, two, that's two out of six. Then. There you go. Um I mean, yeah, I think it's fair for this program. I mean, look how much, how many times they go. That should be. There are very few seasons in the, in Mississippi State baseball where you go into the year and you just think there's zero chance of this team getting to Omaha. Right. So yeah, I think it's fair to have that that goal every year. All right. Robert Templeton has a good question. Do other SEC teams have fans that go off the rails after a loss like MSU does? I.e., the women's basketball, baseball, and even the men's basketball team, or are they just the majority of fans on Twitter? Obviously, you know, since I don't comment on those, or I'm not tweeting about those games, I don't know. I'm not getting the same replies. I think it's probably the same wherever you go, especially on Twitter. But, I mean, it depends on the sport. LSU baseball fans, they're insane. They want Maneri fired every day of the week. Um, Men's basketball, let Kentucky lose a game they shouldn't lose. You know, women's basketball, I mean, I don't know. That's probably going to be less because there's only about five or six programs that really, truly care. But State does have some fans that go off the rails, though. Yeah, and something I've learned since I've been in the media is there are so many within the Mississippi State fan base that treat baseball as though it's football. Like, you cannot lose a game. And it's baseball. You're going to lose games. You're going to lose a lot of games in most instances. Um, Double-digit games. It's going to happen every year. And so many look at it as though every loss is... Well, that's it kind of deal. I mean, you just got to look at the sport differently. And a lot of people 
get it, but there's a lot that don't, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Frank Dukes, former Kumite champion, wants to know, if you could only pick one, Joel, rookie Andrew Jones or rookie Ronald Acuna? Ooh. Um, I think Ron- rookie Ronald Acuna, probably. Okay. Um, Andrew had his bigger years later on. Yeah. I mean, he he finished, I think, second in the MVP one year when he hit like 50-something bombs. and uh-huh. Yeah. So... All right. Our good our good friend and host Steve Robertson has some questions. Who wins a triple threat match between Mike Bonner, Brett Hudson, and Will Salmon? Salmon. Oh, Will Salmon. Salmon would wipes clean the, the mat with, with them. them. I mean, it would be a bloody mess. <laughs> I love those. I love Bonner and Hudson, but no chance with Salmon in there. No, he's a beast. All right. Uh, should home run hitters who pimp too much and, be and and yeah? I know Bonner's kind of. From the northeast, but like, like Will's from the. He's from New York. Yeah, he's yeah. he's like from. He he yeah, he'd, be, he'd, he'd curb stomp them. Yeah. Should home run hitters who pimp too much be plunked in the next at bat? <sighs> Here's where I I'm torn. I have some old school in me that I'm like, yes, drill them in the butt. Mm-hmm. The thing is, in no other walk of life can you throw up ninety hundred mile an hour projectile at someone. And so, I don't know. I lean more towards the old school justice, though. In the, I think if you hit one out, it's okay to have fun and show your personality. If if, if there's any part of showing the pitcher up, though, like you eyeball him or you point out or you do something stupid, mm-hmm. you're asking for it. You can get your butt drilled in. I think it should only I, I happen think, if it's the same pitcher. New pitcher comes in, you, you wipe the slate You can't clean. do it, yeah. yeah. See, I'm actually okay. I, I've come around on this. I'm okay with pimping homers if you're yeah. just having fun. Yeah. I'm not okay with, like, hitting it out and then, like, looking at the pitcher and doing, what like, a pitcher What if you have a, Serrano, si- you a system in place where you know what the pitch is coming and then you pimp the home run? I'll drill them. Drill them, yeah. Yeah. See Bregman get pimp plunked today? No, I didn't. He got plunked today. Are you following Asterix Tour? Uh, no, but apparently I need to be. You need to be following that. He is. It's called the 2020 Houston Astros Tour of Shame, and he is. Every time somebody gets plunked, there's he's, been a video so far. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's going to be a follow immediately after the show. Yeah, best MSU third baseman of all time. Uh, my favorite player, um, Travis Chapman. That's your choice. That's a good choice. My, I would go Pete Young. A little, little older generation, obviously. I love Travis Chapman. When I was, you can't go wrong with that. Brian CTP wants to know. MSU has a new proven Power 5 head coach, a high-profile transfer quarterback, grinding off-season programs, sky-high fan excitement, and a rejuvenated marketing plan. All of this was made possible by having Joe Mo fail, so a change was made. Do you still think fans who rooted for change were wrong? Yes. Again, I didn't have a problem with fans rooting for change, but what did I say? Embrace it. Go all the way with it. Put on a red and blue polo. Wear an ascot. Go sit with the Ole Miss fans. And say those words that Joel said. <laughs> I maintain, like you, I don't think there's ever a scenario where you root for Mississippi State to lose to Ole Miss in the Egg Bowl. Let, let me say this. I don't this think too. there's ever a, a, an instance. Where let me you say root this for too. That. If it happens to benefit you when it happens, then fine. But I'm I don't st- think you ever root for Ole Miss. To I'm beat. still not 100 percent sure they would have fired him after the game if they had lost. Everything that that led them to fire him happened after the. Uh, the bowl, or happened during the up to the bowl. So if there have been no bowl practices, maybe Willie Gay and, and Garrett Schrader don't don't ever get at each other's throats, and all that stuff doesn't get. Like I said, it wasn't a hundred percent. 
So, but at the end of the day, Brian, you were right about the fact that him getting out led to big time changes. But I don't think there's any doubt about that, though. I think I wasn't one of those people who said, "Oh, well, State can never get a better coach," because I knew that they could. I didn't think they could get Mike Leach. I, I, I will say that I didn't think that, that could happen. So he wanted vindication, though. Is what he said. Vindication. Very well, Pete. No, I'm not going to call that name. Never mind. Jay Mizzles wants to know the greatest MSU coach of all time in any sport. He's on campus right now. He is. Vic His name Schaefer. is Vic Schaefer. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Rob Fuller, how many years of life expectancy does the anxiety of MSU athletics take off the years off the uh, take off the life of a uh, MSU faithful? I think if you were lived the same life you live now, but you were not an MSU fan, you might live a good two years longer. I wish there was some scientific way to know the answer to that. That'd be because great, I yeah. guarantee you it does take years off your life. Yeah. And then, God help you, depending on your professional team of choice, like the yeah. Saints, yeah. as you wear your Saints shirt here, yeah, yeah. You've, you've lost. Just add on some more. Yeah, there's a lot, yeah. I'm, I shouldn't be alive. Of course, granted, I'm a Braves fan that every October crap happens too. That's true. That's true. The Lakers have kept me alive through the years. Uh, Britt Reynolds, growing up, who were your favorite MSU and non-MSU athletes? So who was your favorite Bulldog when you were a kid? Uh, Travis Chapman? He was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved DuBose and Mahalam, too, when they were mm-hmm. when they were here. Um, John Bond was mine. Uh, and then who's your favorite non-MSU athlete? Chipper Jones? Oh, yeah. If we're going pro sports, for yeah. sure. Magic Johnson was David mine. Justice was like my first guy, but Chipper was the guy that when he came up, I mean, his whole career, he was yeah. the dude. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was it was uh, Magic Johnson. In your opinion, what is the greatest movie ever? Oh. Big picture <laughs> question there. The greatest movie ever. <laughs> I don't. I have no idea what I would li- label as the greatest movie ever. We're gonna get a movie. We got a movie machine that'll pop in. You can play any movie you want to play. Joel, what are we playing first? I mean, it, it, that that kind of deal is like depends on what mood I'm in. I mean, I guess I know what mine is. Dark Knight or something? No, it's The Godfather. Really? The Godfather is the greatest movie ever. The Dark Knight is my favorite movie ever. But The Godfather is the greatest movie ever. See that—that's where I'm. I guess my, I'm struggling here. Okay, well, yeah. Because one of my favorite movies ever mm-hmm. is Forrest Gump. Okay, that, that you can put that as the greatest movie ever. <sighs> one best picture. All right, well, that's where I'm going then. Okay, because cool. I think if you just like if you told me that I could only watch one movie for the rest of time, yeah, it might be Forrest Gump. Okay. Steven wants to know wants us to rank these submission holes: the Figure Four, the Taz Mission. The ankle lock, the sharpshooter, and the crippler crossface. So, what's number one? How are we ranking them now? Like, what's is there? Is there any rule here? Just our favorites? I guess, yeah, favorites. Well, the favorites, figure four. The figure four leg lock. Yeah. If you had a brother or a younger you cousin, you put them in the figure four. You've put them in the figure four. And I was four. a little brother, so I was in the figure four. I was. I was. Did you ever? Did you ever roll over reverse it to reverse, reverse the, pressure? the pressure? You reverse all those <laughs> points of pressure when you when you when you roll over. Um. <laughs> Number two, Sharpshooter. Okay. I love the Taz mission. I'm a big fan of that. Just choking him out. But I can, I can live with the Sharpshooter. Can I Can I be honest here? Yeah. The Crippler crossface may be higher if not for the connotation <laughs> that I it. now have with it. Well, what if we call it the LaBelle lock? 
See, then it's better. Okay. Um, the ankle lock is sort of weak. Feels like you could get out of that. Unless you put the grape. Unless you grapevine. Unless you grapevine the leg. Exactly. Then there's nowhere to go. But I prefer, I prefer if we call it the sharpshooter, the scorpion death lock. To be me too, because I was a bigger Sting guy than yeah. Bret Hart guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, Dalton Lee says, in a triathlon of the big three sports between me and Brandon Walker, who wins in these categories? Oh, I like this one. So we have a three-point contest. Brandon's going to win that. Brandon is actually a really good basketball I was, player. Yeah, I would go with Brandon. Then we have the bull in the ring drill. I'm winning that. All right? He's too big. He's too tall. Yeah, I'm you, have, you have the lower leverage. I have, yeah, I have the, weight. I'm going to yeah. win the leverage there. So then it's a home run derby. I never played baseball. I think Brandon wins home run. He's probably going to win, yeah. I mean, I, I think he's more likely to get hold of one than I am. Yeah. So Brandon gets two out of three. But now he wants you to do it for you, and we got to pick a different beat right counterpart. So I'm going to put you up against... Uh, from the start of Daily News, your your coworker Robbie Falk. Okay. So, three point shooting contest. Robbie, he's a he, home he run derby. That's me. All that's the way. you. So who wins bull in the ring? It's you. It's me. You're stronger than he yep. is. Yeah. So you win. You win two out of three. <laughs> and I have the the, the same thing. Yeah, the leverage. I have yeah. the leverage. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Although I'll be honest, I think I could hold my own in the three point shooting contest. I could not. I think I, he would win. Uh, he, Brandon would he actually has me. the basketball background, but Brand, you know, Brandon would could go out there like on a, like if they give him you know the racks like he would he would be okay. He would probably get like 15, 16 points. I would be happy to get like six. Uh, Doctor Tony Loper, who is the best damn veterinarian in the city of Vicksburg. If you had played ball beyond high school, where do you think it might have been, and what position do you think you would have played? So if you could have played high college or junior college baseball, where would you have played? If I would have played junior college baseball, I guess it says played beyond high school. Um, I mean, if it's pick where I want to play, yeah, I mean it'd be right here. Yeah, obviously. What position did you play in high school? Played the corners, played third and first, mostly third growing up. Most you would have probably still been by, by my third. senior year, I played a lot of not a lot of five seven first, or whatever you are first baseman yeah, out there. So yeah, so I, third base. Okay, uh, I got one recruiting letter. In, in high school. It was from Heinz Community College. Uh, and it was, it was more or less, if you'd like to come practice with us, sure. you know. Uh, so I guess there. And, uh, Re- realistically for me, uh-huh. I would have probably ended up at Holmes. Yeah. Holmes Community College. If, I, if I'd played. Yeah. Been able, because a lot of my teammates played at yeah. Holmes. So. so I would have stayed where I was, too. On, I would have been on some line, because I have no speed whatsoever. And I can't catch. So. Uh, also, Doctor Loper wants to know: should, How should I feel about my kids going around the house hollering "woo"? Thanks to Joel T. Coleman, you got some good kids. You, should, I feel, you feel good about that? Shoot, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Rob Hadaway wants us to rank the following heel referees: Nick Patrick, Danny Davis, Teddy Long. Hey, Danny Davis! It's his second mention yeah, today. Yeah. Brad Maddox or any given SEC men's basketball crew. Teddy Valentine is the worst heel va- referee there is. <laughs> Followed pretty closely by. Uh, Andre Patillo, uh, oh, who's who's it? Pat, what's his name? Pat Adams, Doug Shouse, all of these guys, hmm. uh, and then the rest of the WWE guys. I would put Nick, Nick Patrick number one. one. Teddy Long was not a great heel referee, and Brad Maddox. I didn't get it. I didn't get what they were trying to do with him ever. So there you go. Danny Davis is is up there too. I don't remember Brad Maddox for his heel refereeing. Yeah. Uh, bigger up, biggest upset. Same Rod Hadaway questions here. Ray Mysterio over Kevin Nash, the one-two-three kid over Razor Ramon, Billy Kidman over Hulk Hogan, 
the Mulkey brothers over the Gladiators or Texas Southern over Mississippi State? <laughs> the biggest upset is actually Southern over Mississippi yeah, State, probably. Yeah. Uh, for, the, for the rest of the ones, though, it's one, two, three, kid over Razor. Yeah. Uh, Wade Jones wants to know, if we could play any of the three major sports, what college would you pick other than Mississippi State? Pick a school for each sport. So if you could play college football anywhere, where would you pick? Alabama, man. Oh, man, for a good Catholic boy like me, make, tell my mom I'm going to Notre Dame to play Catholic college football. She'd have been so happy. I'll go with that. I mean, if you play, yeah, I, I, I could see you going with that. But, yeah. like, I mean, you play college football in Alabama, I mean, that's, 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 that's the NFL of college football. You know, you're so halfway there. Yeah. Basketball. Oh, it'd either be Kentucky or Duke. I'd like to go to UCLA. See, I'm just going winning all the way. Which, which UCLA? UCLA has got a great tradition yeah. of winning. But also, I mean, you're you're in Los Angeles. You're in, I mean, Westwood. Uh, baseball, but you can't pick state. LSU. Yeah, unfortunately, that feels like the pick, doesn't it? So, all right. Uh, let's see here. And, and I'll tell you what, man. Those LSU fans um, for baseball... They're really they're very knowledgeable fans. I, I remember that thirteen uh, college world series LSU left. There were there were a ton of LSU fans that stuck around and rooted for state. Yeah, and uh, but it, it was just amazing how a lot of those fans that, that I talked to that weekend, uh, or well, I guess it would have been early in the week for that national championship series. Like I mean, they knew just random dudes out of state's bullpen and yeah. stuff. I mean, it, it, it was, it it was really sure. cool to to see how much a lot of those those guys and gals followed not just LSU, but college baseball. Yeah. Uh, Alex Barham wants our top three quotes from the movie Major League. Hmm. I've got two right off the top of my head. And then the third one, I don't know. There's a lot of options. Yeah. That's that's the main thing. Uh, just a bit outside. Because yeah. people say that all the time. And they also say ball eight a lot, but I don't know if I want to count that. One of my favorites from that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it because I'll use a word. Uh-huh. But, uh, you only have two left. Um, <laughs> Charlie Sheen sitting there they, they, when they were eating dinner, yeah. and, and he told them, you know, the, was, they were, the guy was over there talking to his wife. Yeah. Uh, and take him out back. Yeah. Kick them out of him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That just yeah. that makes me chuckle want me, every time. to drag him out of Yeah. Kick him. Yeah, that's that a good makes one. me chuckle that's, every that's single a good time. One. How's your wife and my kids? Yeah. <laughs> That's that's great. You think Jesus Christ can't, can't hit a curveball? Curve he was very bad. Steal Joe Boo's rum is a good line. Uh, what league did you play in last year? California Penal. <laughs> Hats for bats. Uh, you know, I can't. I can't. I can never remember the third one, but it's like you know, Brill Cream, Bardall, Vagisil, <laughs> L- Lou Brown, and the uh, just the. You win today. That's two in a row. <laughs> Call that a winning streak. He has that. He has. Uh, oh God. He's like. He's like. How'd you like? How you feel about managing the Indians this year? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> but if I had to pick one, I just came up with it finally. Where it's like, it was like most of these guys are. I've never heard of some of these guys, and most of the ones I do know are way past their prime. And then the guy goes, "This guy here is dead." Cross him off, then. <laughs> That's number three. I'm going just a bit outside. How's your wife and my kids? And cross him off, then. Those are my top three. I will, uh, honorable mention to uh, 
where uh, Taylor's talking to the guy from the A's and like, what was he doing with his our panties on his head or whatever it was? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's a close friend of the family. <laughs> it's why maybe that's the, the heck with Forrest Gump. Maybe I'm watching Major, Major League. Major League is a fantastic movie from start to finish. Run like oh I don't want one more honorable mention. Nice catch, Hayes. Don't ever bleep and do it again. <laughs> I don't have a great Lou Brown impression. Have you ever listened to the uh, the rewatchables on that? Uh-uh. You should. It's really good, and they talk about what a like Charlie Sheen says. The guy who played Lou Brown was just like a demon. He just stay up all night drinking and playing poker, and then go do the movie the next day, and it, like it did not bother him. <laughs> they stay up to like five six in the morning playing poker and drinking. Is he still with us? Oh, I don't know the answer to that. Let's find out, shall we? Good thing we have a device. Yeah, we do have a device right here in front of us. All right. Uh, James Gammon. Dead. Mm. Dead. Died in 2010 at the age of 70. Ah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Drew Massey wants to know, simply not bashing. Asking, not bashing, but what is South Carolina doing differently than we are? Much as I don't like them and what Don Staley is doing down there, what are they doing that we aren't? They can recruit freshmen and motivate them and turn it into leaders and potential national champions, yet we struggle motivating ours and even getting a productive rotation. How What must Coach Schaefer do to get MSU to that constant elite championship winning team that South Carolina is? Okay, well, let me... State, uh, State was ahead of Carolina there for a State's won years. the last two SEC championships until this year. Yeah. They, they were ahead of South Carolina for a couple of years there. Um you know, and that I mean, state is still a top ten team this year. Uh, they're very much in the mix. The difference is South Carolina had the number one recruiting class; state had like the number five recruiting class, and there's just a difference in that. And so, you know, they they just had a little bit better recruits this year. Next year, we'll see what happens. You know, but I don't think that there's a huge gap between the two. But they've played once this year at Carolina. State Carolina won by two. Not a huge gap there. Um. That's it. That was a little bit of a marathon. Long show. Yeah, it happens that way sometimes. All right, tomorrow's show, we'll preview Mississippi State, uh, Long Beach State. We'll preview Mississippi State and South Carolina. And uh, we'll talk about Mississippi State. I guess we won't, yeah. We'll we'll record before the uh, women's game, so we won't be able to talk about that. But we will have uh, baseball and basketball previews for you on tomorrow's show. Until then, for Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.